You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hey everyone, it's Ryan. Before we get to episode 49 of No Crunches Required, just wanted to place a flashback to episode 5 of No Crunches Required, released on September 16th, 2020. So does that beg the question, is the college football playoff relying too much on the Power Five conferences? I think initially it, it does. But once some of these group, quote, group, group of five schools uh, start to gain traction, they start to get popped, they start to get uh, the right recruits, uh, they get a lot of transfers from different other, other, other programs, other uh, Power Five programs. I think you'll see a, I think you'll see a group of five uh, team go to the college football playoff in the next two to three years. Well, he, well, why you, know, you look at like Central Florida? Yep, Central Florida. Yep. So, so if you look at like Central Florida had their chance and they were left out. So, how is it possible for a group of five? You, so, you, you, what you're telling you think that there's going to be a team in the group of five that is going to get in? How are they going to get in? You would you'd have to go undefeated and just destroy every opponent like 80 to nothing. Yeah, they would have to win. They would have to win by at least 30 each and every single game. They would have to play. I think that it starts with the schedule. Uh, yeah. They they would have to play a power five team the first week of the season because that's when the, the marquee games are played. You see other teams play cupcake schedules like a like an Ohio State. They'll play. Our ladies of the our 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 sisters of the Mer- of mercy and went up killing them by sixty six points, <laughs> but yeah. you would have to see a UCF play a, like an Oklahoma State or an Auburn or a Penn State at a neutral site, and they get the win, and they bump up themselves up in the conference. I mean, right? Okay, I was a little off on the team prediction, but. Cincinnati, thank you for crashing the party and creating chaos in the NCAA. My name is Ron McCarthy. 
You're listening to No Credentials Required. is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518 part of the belly up sports podcast network in association with godzilla media here is your host ryan mccarthy hello everyone welcome to no credentials required this podcast is brought to you by the belly up sports podcast network in association with godzilla media before continuing this episode is we're asking you very very kindly to like share and subscribe to the podcast on all available podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, basically wherever you find podcasts. Rate, share, subscribe, five stars preferred, write in a review. I would really appreciate it. And for our social media channels, on Twitter and Instagram, Look for BellyUpNCR, facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. And on YouTube, just search for No Credentials Required. Subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you know when new videos come up. And I know, we, I know, I know, we got to get go on the video side, but I just, but <laughs> I'm working on some things. I'm trying to get things settled with that. So I promise we'll have more videos coming soon, whether it be shorts or whether they be, uh, whether they be long form interviews. You'll know when that you'll know when they come up. All right, before we get going uh, on this episode, we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Just want to remind you about our couple of our partners with uh, with Godzilla Media. So first of all, Mohawk Honda. It's the twelve days of giving at Mohawk Honda. Head to Mohawk Honda's Facebook page to nominate a charity to receive five thousand dollars. Make sure to comment and tag the charity in the comments along with liking and sharing their pinned post on their Facebook page. From now until December 10th, Mohawk Honda will be accepting submissions in the comments. On December 11th, Mohawk Honda will start announcing a charity a day until the 24th. Lucky charities will get $5,000 apiece. Share your nominations today. And also, if you enjoy this podcast and other Godzilla Media shows, make sure to join Godzilla Media at this year's Christmas party on Friday, December 10th. Godzilla Media will be, will be partnering with Decursenti Distributing, Heineken, and Hooters for an exciting celebration. Levac and Gaz, you know, the other show, uh, they'll, be, they'll be broadcasting live from Hooters from 5 to 7 p.m. If you bring any unwrapped Christmas gift, the staff from Heineken will wrap your gift for you. Plus, if you bring any unwrapped kids' toy to the event, you'll have a chance to win $150 thanks to Decursenti. Join Godzilla Media's first ever Christmas party to celebrate the holiday, enjoy delicious Heineken, and share gifts this Friday, December 10th at Hooters. Sounds like fun. All right, so let's get into the meat potatoes of this episode of No Credentials Required. Episode 49, we're one away from episode 50. 50 episodes, I mean, come on. How crazy is that? So let's talk about the, let's talk about, first of all, the. we're going to start off with the upstate. We're going to start with, First of all, we're going to start off with the Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I have to talk about the New York Jets loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. The New York Jets remain over the entirety of the regular season 
They have never defeated the Philadelphia Eagles in the regular season. That streak continues to 0-12 as the Eagles beat the Jets today, which is Sunday, 33-18. It was looking like a Jets win very, very early in the game. I didn't watch the game. I watched the highlights before I came on. Uh, I was helping a, a friend serve at a memorial service for his for his uh, his wife's grandparents. So my condolences to uh, uh, to my friend's wife. So I watched highlights of the game. I watched. I, I saw some of the reaction from some of the beat writers. What's going on with Zach Wilson? Uh, basically, this is what happened. It turned. It was. It was a track meet very very early. The Jets went up eighteen to fourteen with nine forty two left in the second quarter. And they didn't score another freaking point the rest of the game. Because this is what happened. Philadelphia took, con- took control of the clock for the rest, basically the rest of the game. From the rest of the second quarter on, they had the ball most of the time. In the third quarter, they had it for, I want to say, about 12 minutes of the quarter. <laughs> and now the Jets, to their credit, they held they, they held the field goal, they held the Eagles to field goals. And the Eagles scored nine points in the second half to the Jets zero. Zach Wilson had an okay game, 226 yards, 20 of 23 of 38 passing, two touchdowns, another interception. It was trying to play the hero, totally overthrew Jamison Crowder on a pass and was picked off. QBR of 38.1, passer rating of 83.9. Meanwhile, his counterpart, Garner Minshew, who replaced Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was battling an ankle injury. And it looked like the Jets had prepared for Jalen Hurts, not for Gardner Minshew. That's what it looked like from the highlights I saw. Gardner Minshew had a really excellent game against this defense because, of course, which quarterback hasn't had a good day against this defense all year? 20-25, 242 yards, two touchdowns, sacked twice. But here's the most important thing. QBR 78.4, passer rating 133.7. He had a dang near perfect game against the Jets. Again, any quarterback could do that this year. Any of them. Jets had some trouble on con- containing. Jets had some control. Jets had some trouble containing Philadelphia on the ground once again, giving up over 100 yards rushing. They gave up over the game of they give up almost 200 yards rushing. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, this defense has just been so, uh, uh, it just, uh, I got, I got. This defense has just been so frustrating to watch and to observe for all season. Now, granted, you're missing some of your best players on the defensive side of the ball. That includes the secondary. And this defense is getting shredded week in, week out. And this was kind of a week where we were going to see well, we're going to see some developments going forward. We're going to see some development. Try to see some development from Zach Wilson. He had an okay game. He had a great first half. Garbage second half. Defense, we were supposed to see them take a step forward after last week when they beat Houston. When they shut out Houston from the middle of the second quarter on. They had a lot of, hadn't a lot of point in the second half of that game. This game, to their credit, they... They didn't, they didn't allow a touchdown in the second half, but they allowed field goals. They allowed, they couldn't get off the field. They couldn't get off the field because let's look at the third down conversions. And the Eagles were six of 13, which is a, which is a little under 50%. Just were three for nine. And the, but the thing is 
the Eagles were collecting first downs at the most at the most opportune time, whether it be a rushing a, 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 a freaking run on a third and short on third and six, they get seven yards on a run. Pass interference call. Any way the Eagles could find a way to keep the Jets defense on the field, they did. And it showed in the time of possession, 35 minutes and 36 seconds to 24 minutes and 24 seconds. That's what it looked like. So the Jets lose again. They are one step closer to earning a top three spot in the draft. And according to tankathon.com, they currently own the fourth pick in the draft at three and nine. They are just two. They're currently a game behind Jacksonville for the third overall spot on the bright side. Even though Seattle won today, but even though Seattle won today, they are still four and eight and they own the fifth pick in the draft. So they own Seattle's pick in this year's draft, first year, their first round pick. And what's interesting is that Josh Edwards from CBS Sports, he released his mock draft yesterday around 6 33 p.m. And this is who he has the Jets picking in round one. He has them picking Ikem Ikwanu, who is an offensive tackle from from NC state. And yeah, he needs to build the right side. Right now, Joe Douglas has an okay job building the left side of the ball uh, on offensive line. Pick Mackay Becton, who I'm, I'm just, I fear he's turning into a bus because of all his injuries. And he selected, and he traded up to select Elijah Vera Tucker, who has been stellar this year. They need to start building the right side of the line. It starts with, and George Fant and, Morgan Moses are not the answer on that side of the, on that side of the ball. George Fan has moved over to left tackle because of the absence of of Mackay Becton, but then now they start need to th- start thinking about the right side of the ball. So I think Fant's gone, Moses is gone. He was brought in a one year prove it deal. Uh, I don't think he's getting the job done. He allowed a sack today, and they're gonna pick up uh, Ikwanu from NC State, listed at 6'4", 320 pounds. Now it de- he's a sophomore, so it depends on whether or not he ex- he he is a He's enters the draft after this season and, and pick five and Oh my gosh, this would be so great. Now I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a Michigan Wolverines fan, but I'm a fan of this guy. Aiden Hutchinson defensive end had a big game yesterday against, against Iowa had a huge game against Ohio state. He's been dominant all season long. Six, six, two sixty five is a senior. I would absolutely you have him on one side at edge. You have Carl Lawson, who could come back for who's going to come back from a from a uh, from an Achilles tendon tear in the preseason, basically the second snap of the preseason. You have these two go together. He had 13 sacks last year. Again, had big game against Ohio State. Had a big game against Iowa yesterday. He's going to be playing for the against Georgia in the college football playoff in the in the semifinal in the Orange Bowl. I would love to see him lined up on the other side of the line opposite Carl Lawson. And you have the William, you have you have uh, guys like uh, uh, Jonathan Franklin Myers in the interior, and you have uh, Quinn Williams as the other interior lineman in a 4-3 set. This defensive line, and I love this defensive line. It's the foundation of the team. It's been their best, it's been their best position all season long. I would love to see Aiden Hutchinson on uh, paired up with Carl Lawson and just be a nightmare to opposing offenses next year on, on the, on the pass rush. 
that would be that would be fantastic. But right now, again, we gotta we gotta focus on the New Jersey, New New Jersey. Right now, the Jets are focusing on the future. The next four weeks of the season, they're gonna be development weeks. Let's see what happens the next five, next four weeks of the season. Next week, they're playing New Orleans. Then they have, I believe, Jacksonville, Miami, Jacksonville. Tom Brady and the and the Buccaneers come to town, and then they close things out against, uh, I believe, I think the closings out against Buffalo. So let's see what they do in the next five weeks. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be uh, kind of uh, gonna be attrition. <laughs> it's gonna be bad, but. We'll get through it for Jets fans. We'll get through it, I swear. All right, moving on to the New Jersey Devils. The week started when they had some good news on Monday. Fans got good news. Jack Hughes returned to the lineup on Tuesday night. Not only did he turn to the lineup on Tuesday night, but he also signed an eight-year, $64 million contract extension. Uh, he'll pay. He'll make his regular salary this year, but starting next year, he'll earn he'll earn nine million dollars. I did a write up on BellyUpSports.com if you want to check it out. Check out the details of the contract. Next year, he gets paid nine million, and the contract goes through twenty uh, goes through uh, the 2029-2030 season. So he'll be a mainstay with the New Jersey Devils for a very very long time. I, I was a little bit worried that they might be able to sign some of their other forwards like Jesper, like Jesper Bratt. Uh, I would love to see them bring back Miles Wood right now. He's he's shelved after having hip surgery. But Jack Hughes is going to stay a New Jersey Devil for a very, very long time. And I figured that would catapult the Devils a little bit going into this week. Well, it turned out that Jack Hughes returning and his contract signing were the best two things that happened all week long because they went over this week they went 0-3 they currently sit in sixth place in the metropolitan division they're two points up on philadelphia and they're also up eight points on the new york islanders but the islanders have some make have some makeup games to play after their covid shut as they shut down operations due to covid so they sit nine nine and four 22 points they are on a three-game slide, unfortunately, because this is what happened to the Devils this week. Tuesday, again, Jack Hughes comes back, and they promptly go down three nothing to four nothing to the San Jose Sharks, and lose the game five to two. Now they now they try to make a comeback in the third period. Unfortunately, that that comeback was cut short. Devils play a sloppy game. I tried was recording a podcast and. I was recording my the Ask Me Anything uh, podcast episode, which you can go back after this episode and watch uh, and listen to that episode. Excuse me, but I record that episode. They're down two nothing. I come back, it's four nothing. <laughs> so not a great day, not a great night for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Timo Meyer scored two two goals for the Sharks win. Uh, I believe Timo Meyer like was a New Jersey Devil at one point. Anywho. So Thursday night they go to they travel and Wednesday they travel up to Minnesota face the waste they face the Minnesota Wild and they lose that one five to two again they go down three nothing early they actually they actually come back get within one but Dmitry Kulikov scored at ten twenty seven in the second period the Wild add a third goal 
in the third period and uh, wound up taking this game five to two. And the Devils just did. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Devils. I don't know if there's some, some. They're trying. I don't know if Lindy Ruff's trying to do some experimentation with Hughes back in the lineup, or it's just the fact that he's just his return kind of messed things up, messed up chemistry. But the next night was worse. And as they traveled up to, as they traveled up to Winnipeg, and they were beaten soundly by the Winnipeg Jets eight to four. Mark Shifley. Four point night with a hat trick and an assist. Nico Nikolai Ellers scored twice. Blake Wheeler had three assists. Pierre Luc Dubois and Neil Pionk had two had two assists each. Connor Hellebucks got stopped thirty three shots. They actually snapped a, a losing streak, or winless streak, excuse me, with that huge win. Uh, Ryan Graves had a goal and an assist. Jack Hughes scored. Uh, scored. Damon Severson. Damon Severson scored, and Nikhil Hushier scored. Jonathan Bernier did not have a great night. Give up six goals and 32 shots. Kenzie Blackwood cleaned things up with six saves, but also allowed two goals. So not a great road trip. Not great. Not a great week for the New Jersey Devils. And there's some concern. Yeah, this is a younger team. I think with Jack Hughes back in the lineup, they're trying to find their footing with him back in the lineup uh, as he played so masterfully over the first two, one and a half periods, uh, the first basically the first five periods of the New Jersey Devils, New Jersey Devils uh, season. But unfortunately things haven't been working out and the New Jersey Devils are struggling. They're, they're sixth place in the, in the conference. I was going to, funny thing is though, when the Jack Hughes signing news came out, I was writing up, I was writing my, my report card for the, for the quarter season. I was doing a quarter season report card and I was giving some decent marks, but after the last three games of clunkers where they lost 5-2, 5-2, and 8-4, those grids are going to change. So let's look at the schedule for this week. This week they have their, their home tomorrow. They're actually home tonight if you're listening on Monday. Uh, they're home for the next three games against Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa on Monday night, Philadelphia Wednesday night, and Friday night which is an ESPN plus Hulu game. They are at home against Nashville and they finally wrap up their week at the Islanders uh, seven thirty start there. So big four games this week coming up to the New Jersey devils. Maybe they get their act together. Hopefully they get their act together and we'll see a much different team. I think they should be, I think they should be Ottawa. Ottawa is sitting at the bottom of the Atlantic division. Currently they're also like the devils are on the young, they're a young team. They're on they're they're, building their core with uh, Brady Kachuk or is it Matt Kachuk? One of the Kachuk brothers. <laughs> uh, they're building a young core of, of, of guys to, to build for the future. But I think the doubles should beat the senators. I think they should uh, hopefully beat the flyers again. And Nashville's a tough team there. You, know, you think, you think Nashville's going to be going to be out of, the, out of things, but, Nashville's a tough team in the central in, in the uh, central division. And then finally, they wrapped the things against against the New York Islanders at the end of the week. So four games in seven days, four days, four games in six days coming up, I should say. So it's going to be a real, but three of those games are at home, and one is a, one of them is going to be at the island, uh, on Long Island. So it won't be too bad of so it won't be too bad of a schedule. But hopefully, they take some points in those three in those four games. Excuse me. So all right, we'll take a quick quick commercial break for invader coffee and then we'll get to the five muddy 518 sports beat 
All right, so let's talk about our friends at Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no BS and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim only to serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve for your morning or afternoon boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit the link on that's pinned to our Twitter page and in the promo code belly up at checkout and you receive 15% off your order. Invader Coffee, fuel for the fearless. All right, now it's time for the Mighty 518 Sports Beat. Let's start off with the Albany Firewolves playing their first ever regular season game last night on Saturday against the Toronto Rock in Hamilton, Ontario. And thrilling game, but unfortunately the Firewolves lose their first ever game 10-9. to This was a back-and-forth affair throughout the entire game. Uh, Albany went up 4-3 after the first period. And... Unfortunately, they couldn't get their offense going after that. So uh, after that, the uh, Firewolves took the took the lead in the first quarter. In the first quarter, four to three, when Charlie Kitchen, when Charlie Kitchen, uh, his rookie forward, he found his he scored his first goal with just a handful of seconds left in the quarter, and then things get things got a little rough for. For the Firewolves, allow three goals in the second period, the second quarter, excuse me. And again, Dan Craig, uh, who was uh, for Toronto Rock, he gave Toronto a 6-5 lead going into halftime. Again, got the last shot on goal. He beats Doug Jamison. Then the third quarter. Then the third quarter, both teams only scored a total. Of, both teams only scored one goal in each in the third quarter. Reed Reinhold scored. For the Rock to take to take them to seven to five, and then, but then Riley O'Connor, he scored a goal to to get, keep the game within one, and this was right after Toronto scored a goal, but it was uh, Firewolves challenge for a crease violation, uh, it overturned the goal. Game kept game stayed within two, Firewolves got through, and they went they were down one after the third quarter. Toronto scored 12 seconds into the third quarter after Tom Schreiber scored his second goal of the game. But then something happened towards the middle of the third quarter. I'm sorry, the middle of something happened, happened in the fourth quarter when Mitch Desnew committed a game misconduct after a body checking major penalty on Tom Malcolm. And that put the Firewolves on a five minute power play. They scored two goals, not only to tie the game, but also take the lead as Andrew Q scored his fourth goal of the game, his second on the power play, as the Firewolves went up nine to eight. That was the only that was the last goal the Firewolves would score. As Dan Dawson was the hero of the game, he scored two unanswered goals for the Rock at 929, and then at 1228 of the fourth quarter. And then Nick Rose for the Rock. Uh, shut down the the Firewolves attack, making some key saves in the in the final minutes. Thirty four of them in all, as the Toronto Rock beat the Firewolves ten to nine. Doug Jamison 
man, that guy was a that guy was a wall. I was, I'm super impressed. I, I I'm a goalie aficionado for for hockey. I may become a goalie aficionado for indoor lacrosse now. <laughs> he had 43 saves in the loss. He made some big saves in the first quarter to keep to keep the firewalls alive. Also made some big saves in the in the third quarter to keep the game in uh, in hand. But unfortunately, uh, the firewalls dropped this one. Three stars of the game: Dan Dawson, game-winning goal. He had two goals and one assist. Tom Schreiber, four goals, one assist. And uh, Nick Rose got the third star with 34 saves, making some big again, making some big saves in the in the game. Now, here's what I noticed with the firewalls: things got they got a little sloppy, and they got a little sloppy with the penalties. They had four penalties in the first quarter alone, and the Rock made them pay. Uh, the Rocks scored three power play goals in the first quarter. That got them up there. They scored all three goals in the in the first quarter on the power play. They scored another power play goal in the second quarter. They scored one more power play goal in the in the fourth. Five power play goals altogether for the Toronto Rock, and that's what basically gave the Rock the victory. Sloppy play by the Firewolves in their first night, but that's okay. That's something to work on this week. I'm 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 pretty sure that Glenn Clark he's got two weeks until the home opener on set on the uh, 18th for the firewalls to improve on that. So hopefully by the time the firewalls get the home opener, that they'll clean up the game and hopefully give us a show on the 18th as they face the Rochester Nighthawks. All right, moving on to the ECHL and the Adirondack Thunder. They are on a, they're on a winning streak, folks. They are on, on a quite a winning streak. They have won their last four in a row, which includes win wins over Maine. Three of those wins are against Maine, and one of them was against Worcester. This afternoon, they, they wrap up another win, 4-1 to one, on the road in Maine. Tyler Irvine scored two goals for the Thunder. Sebastian Vidmar added two more for the, the Thunder. And Justin Brazeau, he had a, a goal for the uh, for the Maine Mariners. It's the only goal they scored, but they're starting to pick it up at the right. They're starting to pick the, pick their game up, folks. So Adirondack with fourth with four wins in a row. So look at the standings right now. Look at the league standings. They currently sit in fourth place in the ECHL North Division. Newfoundland, no surprise, they're in first place at fourteen and four. Reading, second place with eight five four, eight five. Eight and five with four overtime losses and one shootout loss. Trois Riviere, they're ten and seven, and Adirondack is nine, eight, and one. But let's look at the last four games for the ECHL for the ad. Look at the last four games for the Adirondack Thunder. And ever since their eight-one loss at home on Black Friday, they have won four in a row. It was five-three win over Maine, a three-two win over Worcester, in Worcester, and then two four-one wins in Maine. So. Big wins for the Adirondack Thunder. They actually they actually added last week. They added Sebastian Vidmar, who played for Union College. Uh, he did he, he signed a professional contract with Adirondack. He's been with the team, and the team's been playing better ever since. So this, I wouldn't say it's coincidence, but it's been an interesting turn of events for the Adirondack Thunder. They've been struggling over the first thirteen games, and now they've won the last four in a row. I'm gonna try to get uh to get my friend Evan Pinnock on the podcast sometime. Maybe next couple of weeks we'll do a stay the, not so much a stay of the team, but just talking about talk to him about the first quarter of this of this season and see how the fire, see the uh, Adirondack Thunder, see how they've been 
team the vibe of the team. Hopefully they'll start to pick things up as we get into January and the new year. That's when the playoff race really starts to pick up. So let's look at the games for the next for the next week. So they have a home and home against Reading on Friday and Saturday. And they're back home on Sunday afternoon against the Maine Mariners. Then, then, the, then here's where things get interesting before the Christmas break. Newfoundland comes to town again. Newfoundland has been very, uh, they've been, they've been Newfoundland. They've been themselves. They've been the, the, uh, they have been themselves for the last as they picked up their form. They did not play last year, but they have picked up their form, the same winning form that had won them the Kelly Cup in 2019. So they're gonna be a very formidable opponent when they come to town. Come to the, when they come to the cool and shearing arena on the weekend of the 17th. So I don't like thunder starting to pick things up folks. So go, get yourself to the uh, cool and sharing arena, get yourself a good seat and watch some good hockey. Now we're coming to the Albany empire for the last segment of the show. They have made three additional signings. So they signed Dwayne Hollis, formerly the Philadelphia soul to a contract. They have also signed Richie Anderson, not to be confused with the Richie Anderson who used to play for the New York jets. And they have signed Eddie Norrell's, each to contracts for the upcoming upcoming 2022 season. But here's the interesting development that's coming up across in the National Arena League. On their main website, they have the Albany Empire, Carolina Cobras, Columbus Lions, Jacksonville Sharks, Orlando Predators, and the San Antonio Gunslingers. The jersey flight is missing. And we've seen a large glut of the jersey of some... That's a large glut, but a lot of ex New Jersey flight, ex Jersey flight players come over to Albany. You know, linebacker Nick Hag has joined the team. Calvin Fance has returned to Albany. Jacoby Smith has returned to Albany. Sean Daniels, who is one of the most feared defensive linemen, pass rushers in the league last year, he joined the team. They also brought in Oliver Lumpkin, who is one of the sack leaders this year for the Columbus Lions. They brought him in. But again, a lot of Jersey Flight players move, who played for the team last year moving to other teams, which has me wondering if the Jersey Flight are going to be in the league next year. Oh, I forgot to also mention Tevin Homer is coming home. Tevin Homer, who was with the uh, Carolina, who's with Jersey Flight for, at the beginning of the season, and then he went to Carolina. He's coming back to the Albany area will join the team next year as I as either a uh, wide receiver defensive back or a defensive specialist. So remember Tevin Homer, he played for the Albany empire in 2019 for the, uh, for the arena bowl champion Albany empire, which will be the last Albany empire, which will be the last arena bowl champion in league history until the league went bankrupt. All right, so no life lesson this week, unfortunately. Uh, I was going to talk about the, uh, I was going to talk about Antonio Brown's COVID card situation, but if you were on the ColorCast app this past Thursday, I talked about that a little bit and I went into it. Went into it. I guess I can say the only thing I could really say about that situation is, pay your chef, pay the help, <laughs> because they will snitch on you. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. But in the meantime. I might do another color cast uh, in the next couple, the next uh, week or two. So, hey, you might, you might, if you're, if you have an iPhone, if you have, an, if you're on iOS, download the color cast app. Lots of our people on Belly Up Sports and Unhinged Radio are on that app occasionally, talking all sorts of 
all sport, all sorts of, uh, all sorts of sports content, all sorts of discussions. It's a, it's a great app. I appreciate Evan and the opportunity and him giving the op- giving me the opportunity to do host my own show to a no credentials required color cast. So if you have iOS, download the app today. Make your own show. You can commentate on sports. It's a sports sports social talk app. Uh, it's not an, uh, it's not an Android yet. But I believe it's currently in development. They want to make sure everything is absolutely positively perfect before they release the app on Android. All right, so this is going to conclude this episode of No Credentials Required. Midweek episode is going to be my friend Clark Monroe. He is a producer for The Rod Peterson Show. He also hosts his own live podcast called The Squadcast. That's usually on Tuesday nights. But he's uh, been he's agreed to come on Monday and record with me for this week's release on Wednesday. Then the following week for the midweek podcast, I'm going to have my friend Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports. He covers the Baltimore Orioles for Barstool Sports. He was also a sideline reporter for for the uh, for Momentum from Momentum Television uh, in Washington D.C. He was a sideline reporter for the last Arena Football League season, so I got to know him and. We, we we chop it up occasionally on Twitter, but he's agreed to come on the podcast. We're going to talk about his time with with Barstool and his other and his broadcast career. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, folks, thanks again for joining me. I just, just want to remind you to like, share, and subscribe on all of our podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, you name it, whichever podcast app you're on. Also, leave a review, five stars preferred. Write a review. That would be great. On social media, on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR, YouTube, search No Credentials Required, subscribe, notification bell, watch out for future videos. And also, don't forget to go to our Bonfire store, Bonfire.com, search No Credentials Required, buy some apparel, buy some apparel, buy a t-shirt, buy, buy a hoodie, support the No Shade November charity by buying a specialized No Credentials Required t-shirt. Get some gear. Get some gear. Rep the show. Rep the show. It'll be great. All right. Thanks again, folks, for joining me on No Credentials Required, part of the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No Credentials Required, where you don't need a pass to talk. Courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.